All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, let's talk about the top two teams in the, in the table. Obviously, it's Liverpool and City. It has been for the last couple of years now. There are a lot of players on these two clubs that we have not talked about in the Dream Team. A lot of them scored points this past week. Let me just list off some of the players we have not discussed who scored points in game week four. Adrian did get a six for those who still own him. Andy Robertson, we have already talked about, he had six. Alexander Arnold, 11. Matup, six. Van Dyke, seven. Salah, six. Mane, eight. Firmino, 12. Mm-hmm. You are not upset about owning three Reds no. to this point in the season. No, I wouldn't be upset about it at all. I like owning one. One Red? I think Roberto Firmino is going to be. This is no. the best year to put him in your lineup as early as possible and just leave him there until the end of the season. That's probably true. He's a stud of He's a, been he's that guy for the last player. couple of years, but this year I think it's going to be even more rewarding. Yeah. Maybe so because you, you could even saddle him with a Vardy and spend that money in other places and or um, saddle him with a with a Barnes and a Abraham and you, you'd feel okay about that, right? I mean, honestly... He's a he's a toe poke slide away from scoring the first goal against Arsenal. Yeah, last week. Yeah. I mean, which was the only match he didn't give you returns. He's had a five, right. eight, two, and twelve. That's his brother Matt Jingston. Yeah, that's true. The, the, the one oh, week I, Firmino I, hasn't performed. I feel like we, I feel like we said that's it from crap, the such crap luck. I feel like we said from week one. I mean, he he just looks. He looks way more involved. He's leading the Premier League in shots right now. He has 17 shots. He's not putting a ton of them on target, but I don't think you really care about that because he's getting returns. Yeah, I mean, I listen, I am. I don't fault anyone for having as many Manchester City players as they can fit in and as many Liverpool players as they can fit in. Well, it's in. funny you mentioned City. I want to talk about them too. So getting sixes, Ederson, Otamendi, Walker, Zinchenko, Bernardo Silva, and then you had Debrano with the thirteen and the Aguero with the uh, Aguero with the sixteen. But we have not talked about David Silva two tens in a row. Yeah, I know David Silva is the one guy that's really messing things up for everybody because he's, he's dropped a tenth this he's season. Dropped, he's yeah. down to seven four, and he probably should have done better. I was going to say I don't know what percentage chance there is that Manchester City score four goals against Brighton and Raheem Sterling has nothing to do with any of them. Crazy. Uh he should have had something to do with a David Silva goal cuz David Silva all he needed to do was get a good touch on it and he didn't. He's standing like 2 inches in front of goal and he puts it wide. I mean uh, this really comes down to if you can make the money work, three reds, three citizens and then fill out the rest, right? You could do that. 
you could try at least. Yeah, and, and I you'd think, score points. Well, and I think I think it's because Firmino's nine and a half that makes that possible. You're already probably doing it with at least Salah and Liverpool defender, whichever one it is. Right. So you probably like most people probably already have that. I'm actually not, but but you're right. Most most are. Mane is inching up there. He's getting closer to twenty percent ownership. Uh, he has some room to grow, I think. But yeah, Firmino at nine and a half, as long as he stays at nine and a half, I mean, that's not going to last long. I mean, I've been on record all season long as saying I'm happy with the fact that Callum Wilson has been scoring fives. Yeah. By the way, guess how many points he scored again last weekend? <laughs> He's five! Like, yeah, it's a perfect five. He's five, 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 five. That's his start to the season. I've had all 20 of those points in my front line. But honestly, I've got the money in my bank to go to Firmino. So it is tempting yeah. to think about. Um, Brian, there's another city player who I did not list. Scott, uh, Scott, by the way, real quick. Sorry. Yes, sorry. Just, no, go ahead. Cut no, me this off. Is just, I had to throw a little poop on your love, love for Callum Why Wilson. Why are you throwing poop? Well, because you, you love his fives, yet that gets him 11th in the forward scoring. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, what's the love about Callum Wilson? Five, great, five, great. Five, he gets five. you five, but there's ten other strikers that are doing better than that. Yeah, but they're not gonna. They're not consistent. Callum Wilson is the picture of consistency. Four weeks. We're not talking about one week. Do you think Callum Wilson has hit his stride yet this season? Has I'm he reached... lucky he's played this many games in a row. Who's likely to score more points moving forward, Callum Wilson or Timu Puki? Maybe Puki. Oh come on! That's a stop cool... it right now. You know what? That's a really good what? one. How many goals do you think Callum Wilson's gonna score? He's hey. going to score highest ever. He's going to score 14 goals this year. What is that? 15? His, will that be his career high? I don't even think so. I would guess it probably would be. Yep. I bet he's probably never scored more than 12 goals in a Premier League season. I don't know that. He that scored is, one so far, so I'm okay with 11 more goals. He scored 14 last season. That was his highest ever. In the Fair Premier. enough. Wait, what did I say? You said 14. Wow. That was amazing. Look at you. Yeah. Well, yeah. give him a cookie. <laughs> No, so fair enough. That's fine. You're right. He's been fourteen. Sco- His points have so far have come from assists. So is he gonna come? Is he going to score fourteen goals this season? I mean, I guess yes. That's what you Barring said. injury, yes. From this Bournemouth crap team, yes. Do you think this Bournemouth team is gonna stay this way all season long? Maybe they're gonna get better. They're gonna get better. Well, they can definitely get healthier. But you know who's but, not gonna hey. get better? Norwich. They're not getting better. Here's what they. Cons- Listen, I mean that's that's a fair point. I'm not talking about results either. They might move up the table, but they're not going to score. Pookie and Cantwell are not going to score more fantasy points per match than they are right now. They have hit their ceiling for the season. I don't know if they've hit their ceiling. Well, you better hope not, because you own one of them. Here, guess who what, I don't own? A canary. Here's what you should own here, one. Here's what trend is continuing <laughs> since week one with Bournemouth. That's concerning. Is Callum Wilson one shot? Ryan Frazier, two shots. Josh mm-hmm. King, zero shots. Harry Wilson, yes, but one Brian, shot. Brian, I've said this since the beginning of this podcast's existence. Shots don't give you points. Callum Wilson's points are okay. They're pretty good in spite of all of that. Hey, when I, Bournemouth gets it together, Wilson's scoring double-digit points. Hey, I, I do just want to say this. Uh, you're right. Shots don't score your points, but they do score goals. So you don't score goals without shots. Shots uh, tell to matter. Trent Alexander-Arnold. Shots do matter. Trent Alexander-Arnold scored without a shot. Your point is well-received, and I totally get it. My point, though, is we're talking about the future, right? We're using the past to predict the future and what you should do with your lineup because 
what happened in the last four game weeks is not going to help me at all with whatever moves I make for my fantasy lineup. Moving forward, Bournemouth's ceiling is high. They are only going to get better. I'm not saying it's going to happen immediately, but they're not going to stay where they're at in terms of shots all season long. It's not going to happen. Eddie Howe is too good a manager. Those players are too good of players for that to happen. Norwich, no, I, de- I definitely agree I with that. I highly doubt that's the case. Highly, highly doubt that's the case. I'm all in on Callum Wilson, unless I use my wild card and go to Roberto Firmino. <laughs> Fair enough. But I, if I, I'm not doing that, Callum Wilson, I, I would not... I just don't know why he's getting so much freaking love. That's all I'm saying. I like you wouldn't that. want I, five, I, five, five, and five. I like that. Up front? Hell, I'd take the hated Ashley Barnes before that, and he's cheaper. Do you think Ashley Barnes' ceiling is still I'll higher? I'll take Jimmy Abraham over that. I'd take Alaire over. Callum I don't know. Wilson. Hey, Ashley. all those guys are peaking early. Callum Wilson. Ashley Barnes. Is not. You say that, and you'll. You, Ashley Barnes has you, almost you the exact. Eat those Ashley Barnes has almost the exact same goal scoring numbers in the last four seasons that Callum Wilson does. I I would I mean that's a guy that easily can stay on pace on the pace that he's on. Callum Wilson will end the season with more points than Ashley Barnes. I feel great about those words. I hate Ashley Barnes, and that makes me nervous to take that bet. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. What? I now have to root Wait, for Ashley Barnes two to bets? score. Two bets in one show. Yes, I'm gonna say that Ashley Barnes will score more fantasy points than Callum Wilson for this season. All right, I'm writing it down. Man, I suckered you into that one. I feel great right now. They play Everton next week. Who does? Bournemouth does. Yeah, they'll lose. They'll get smashed. Yeah, the same Everton that lost to Villa, but whatever. It's. I think both. It's nice because uh, the bet has two teams that have really terribly balanced schedules. So they're big. They're big stretches of good matches. And then and the and stretches then, of bad. yeah. Then are they're balanced out by long long stretches. I of cannot terrible believe I just matches. took a bet. Listen, rooting for Ashley Barnes. Yeah, he did. In what world do we live, hey, Ryan? Here's where you can take a little bit of confidence. Bournemouth. Part of the reason that people wanted Bournemouth to start the season was because their schedule was so good, and they've done nothing. And with they've it. done almost nothing with it. I know. And part of that, I, I'm sure, part of that is injury. Part of that is just, but part of that is definitely, I don't know, lack of creativity. Ryan Fraser's first assist hap- happens here. Callum Wilson was lucky in the match not to leave with a broken ankle, but that's a different. Gosh. That's a different. Holy a crap! Different well, point, we but, should might as well talk about that guy. Because but what I'm saying is, team. what I'm saying is, uh, that's been the that's been the biggest thing for me is that I own Frazier and Josh King to start the season for the same reason that a lot of people did. I'm looking at the schedule. I know what they did last season. Josh King has one penalty goal so far. Ryan Frazier has one assist so far. Everything else creatively is going through Callum Wilson. He's doing everything else, but that's all they've gotten so far. So, I mean, just in terms of distribution, it's like Callum Wilson's carrying the entire weight. Yeah. Harry Wilson is the only one who's done anything of significance for Bournemouth. Now, I'd be scared to bet against that kid. Anyway, Scott, let's go. I think it's a good bet. I like that bet. We'll finish off the Dream Team with another pair of teammates. I hope they tie. <laughs> Of course. Of course he'd say that. Yeah, yeah. The ultimate fence. Sure, exactly. Uh Pair of teammates uh, round out the dream team. Another pair. These two guys play for Leicester. Jamie Vardy up front. Yuri Telemans, welcome to the new season in the midfield. Oh, that guy finally decided to show up and start playing. Telemans. Telemans. uh, Guess who owns both? 
I thought that Trent Alexander-Arnold was lucky. Telemans is the luckiest player of the weekend in a segment we like to call the luckiest guy of the weekend. <laughs> this week's luckiest guy of the weekend is Yuri Telemans for not being sent off for yeah. a horror tackle on Callum Wilson. Yes. Can, can I hold one, off? One in which that VAR was supposed to look at. Yep. They did. They looked at it as they a possible red it. card incident yeah. and decided it was not a red card incident. We're going to come back to that in just a second. there's not one in a game. Let's focus on Telemans and Vardy's that? points first, okay? Right, the fact that Telemans got to stay on the pitch contributed to his fantasy points. Yes. I have not gotten to him with my free transfer yet to send him out, so I yeah. still had him. He was in my lineup. He and Vardy's points both counted for yourself. me. I did. You locked up as much as Telemans I did, did yeah. because I got all of his points. I got all of Vardy's points. Now, I feel great about Jamie Vardy yeah. still moving forward. I feel less great about Telemans, but I don't know that you can send him out of your lineup in the week after he scores 12 fantasy points for you. Well, they're, they're listen, United has not been that great, but they're at United and then home to Tottenham the next two weeks, right? So, look, and at I'm, Liverpool. Leicester's a good weeks. enough team. They can, they can get some goals. I'm not saying they're necessarily going to get results in those games, but they can get some goals in those games. I believe in, in Telemans' talent. I, I owned him for most of the beginning of the year until up until last week. So I believe in the guy. I would have taken him at Arsenal easily, right? Um, Vardy, it's not about Arsenal Vardy right is everything's about Arsenal. Uh, Vardy is a super stud. <laughs> he at one time I would have loved for him to come over to Arsenal. Um, Vardy's a stud. He's a perennial stud. If he's in the match, he, I'm not. I will never knock anyone for owning that guy, especially because he always scores against big six clubs. So start Vardy with confidence next week. Absolutely. It was just Feist. Feist. What's Feist? It was just nice to finally see uh, Telemans getting some some returns that I would have expected from the beginning of the season. Sure. It's just taken a a game or two for whatever reason. But the guy has talent. Well, another club that has room to grow or or you know this they haven't quite hit their ceiling yet is Leicester. I think Leicester could continue to get better this season. I, I said it. Before the season, I really had to calm my love for the Leicester offense to start the season. And I think it was largely because of the way Iosi Perez was playing, the way Telemans was playing in the preseason. Anyone who had Perez and Telemans through the first three weeks can't be anything but disappointed. With especially now, Iosi Perez is, you know goes as an unused sub here. Yeah, that's both, the thing. They had matching three two twos. Yeah, but was, then Telemans gets twelve points in this match. Perez doesn't score anything. Yeah, Telemans is is. I, I mean, I get the. I mean, Iosi Perez is subbed off a lot. Telemans hasn't subbed off as much, if at all, comparatively. So no, it's not. Yeah, I agree with you. I, the, the one guy I've been on this entire time has been James Madison. I, there's hardly anyone I believe in more. In, in the midfield of any kind than James Madison this season. But yeah, Telemans gets a, a big score here. Do you think Madison, who, who scores more points moving forward, uh, Madison or Telemans? Right now, Telemans has more overall points after this one monster week, yeah. and his price is lower. Matt Madison, man, he's on a 3 5 six, two, two assists on the season. But he is playing so well. He he, he would win the award for Man. guy playing the best, not giving any. Yeah, but is it, is, it, is he just going to be that guy who does well in real life, but never in fantasy? No, I think he's going to do uh, look, well I, in fantasy. It's just a matter of time. He had three shots in the match. Two of them were really close, including a two of the shots that he had were ridiculously close. 
and he had kind of kind of botched it uh, late in the second half here, where it was uh, you know he's on a breakaway and he just couldn't get it under control quick enough. It's a shot in the box that ends up getting blocked. That if it gets on target, it's probably going in. So no, I I love his his involvement is just way 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 beyond what almost anyone else's involvement is as far as the offense is concerned. I I love James Madison this year. All right. But I agree. He it's sad that up to this point it's been he looks amazing in real life and his returns have been low. T Lamonz and Vardy got the fantasy returns in this game week, but obviously multiple options. And the in the I'm telling you the the silent uh you know secret fox out there potentially to own throughout the season could be Sojourner in defense. Yeah, you know, he's on that short list of names uh, for January transfer window for options for Manchester City. Wow. Of course he is. Uh, Along with some other... Now, if that were to happen and he's at 4.5, you do that immediately. Oh my gosh, yeah, that would be uh, the fastest transfers of all time. That was a perfect segue out of the Dream Team and into something we were discussing earlier. We talked about some City and Liverpool players that didn't make the Dream Team. Uh, I didn't name a City defender, though, because he didn't score any fantasy points, but Mm. you wanted to make sure we discussed him. Could be a significant injury for Manchester City, and it's the injury to Americ Laporte. How can we avoid talking about the greatest French center back in all of football history? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just saying that. Uh doesn't look good, says Pep Guardiola. Yeah. Uh I don't know that there's been anything official right now, but I think the minimum we can say is he'll be out for a while. Uh if it's significant, I mean obviously that's you're talking about months, possibly the majority of the rest of the year. Uh the options are weird. John Stones is just now getting healthy. So Barring some kind of weird setback in the next week and a half, John Stones presumably comes back in here in a Stones Otamendi partnership. Uh, as, ah, circa 2015. Yeah. Um, and Pep was already saying he, John Stones and uh, Jay Zeus, he, he suggested they could possibly make it for the Brighton match. They clearly did not, but. Uh, everything for him has been, the, if not this weekend, then definitely for Norwich. So the expectation is Stones and Otamendi. Possibility is too for Fernandinho to make to to come back to well, make it back into the starting lineup that way. I also read that uh, Kyle Walker might yeah, be asked and that's to the perform last. that duty, and then have Cancelo yeah. play. Manchester in Evening Walker's News spot. suggesting that Kyle Walker could could play that spot as well, which, yes, exactly that, that would allow Cancelo to come in. There's a lot of, there's a lot of headache yet to be had. I feel headache like just, for fantasy just, owners, but not for City fans, because no, there's you, obviously options here. No, you like those, you're, you're okay with all of those options, because who can hurt you there? What, what's, but, you know, honestly, like, to be fair here, and I'm, this, is, this is horrible coming from me, Brighton went at this. Brighton, Brighton did not back down from City, and that's been a talking point. That was a talking point for Brighton after the, this match was the over. The Brighton Hove Trash Birds? Yes, the Trash Birds, they, they, they agreed. This was a, uh, a player agreement with Graham Potter to say, even if we lose, and I think a lot of ways, even if we lose 4 nothing or worse, 
we're going to do what we set out to do, which was be more attacking here. You wanted to give the wasteful player to Trossard. For a minute. Uh, for a minute. Yeah. His, his chances were really good. He squandered kind of two decent chances that probably a better team does does more with. And, and part of that well, is... Well, he had Sergio Aguero on the pitch with him, who was clinical. It was just, there was such a contrast right, between the, those the, two guys. And that's exactly it. But a better team can take better... I mean, it's Spurs. I mean, look what Spurs did. They they were terrible statistically against City, but they have a high, just a higher quality of player. So yeah. even with three shots on target, they still put two away. Non-contro- say, non-controversially. No, not, is, I mean, that's exactly long, it. Brian, I got to interrupt you. This is, there's, it's been way too long since I've said this. The difference between good and great is precision. That's the difference between good and great. Yep. And that's the difference between Trossard and Spurs attack. And now Trossard is, or is, City is brand new. I mean, this is his third, this is the third time he's featured this season. A brand new signing in a brand new system. Welcome to the league. Exactly. In a brand new league. But... Look, Welcome to the league. There in the Argus this week, Brian Owen writing about this exact match. I feel like this was a really good description. There's Did no you sneeze? He what said kind no. of publications are you reading, Brian? This is a real newspaper. This is a newspaper of record. In there is Ireland. no there is no guarantee that what Graham Potter is trying to build will pay off. But players and fans appear to be buying into the vision. We saw enough in heavy defeat. To be cautiously encouraged. No, totally. And I and I. Totally. But what I'm saying is, I think like as much as City want, they, you know, you want Laporte out there. Of course, you want Laporte out there. It's not great, and I know they can fill in. They can fill in some guys. Pep's kind of making excuses here. We didn't have enough money to buy a center back. Not with the prices. What with these <laughs> prices in this market? Like that's basically what he was saying. No, what he's saying people... is we have to be discreet because of financial fair play. That's what he's actually. And saying. meanwhile, they spent you know a small fortune just to buy Cancelo, who's a who, well, and Rod- into a Rodri. And Rodri, yeah, right. Exactly. So they're spending money in other places, and they, you know they gave up their pursuit, so they say, of Harry Maguire and some other folks that you know obviously could have filled in some spots. And I'm sure part of the planning wasn't Laporte knee injury in week four. So, All right, not so bold prediction. Looking at their next seven opponents, I mean, come on. Norwich, Watford, Everton, Wolves, Palace, Villa, Southampton. They're going to the be perfect. 20- it's the perfect time to, I don't, to try Kyle Walker at center back. Exactly. I it don't really care is. who their center back pairing it's is. It's the getting, perfect time to own three attacking. Yes, yeah. well, they're getting 21 points from those matches, regardless of who their center back pairing is. No, Scott, I agree with you 100%. I, what's fascinating to me is this, and, and, and we need to move off of this, Scott, unless you, you want to stay there. <laughs> if Liverpool loses Van Dyke. Oh, I'm, huge. That's a massive loss. But, but Laporte has never been the equivalent of Virgil. Hold on. But he's been their mainstay at center back. Sure. Everyone's rotated in and out and around. He's he, the guy. He's the guy. He's the player of the year. Virgil's his guy. I'm, I'm getting to, I'm building to my bigger point. Okay. I don't like it already. What's fascinating <laughs> And I don't understand it, but it just goes to the makeup of the two different teams. You have two different teams that played 38 games last year separated by one point. Uh-huh. One VAR decision, and, and there's, we have a different champion, yeah, right? Sure. So I mean, City got screwed. It starts, off, but... it starts off this year, and they're of course, they're right neck and neck. Both of them every week can never afford to drop a point right. because the other one is holding the other person to the mm-hmm. flame, mm-hmm. right? But But their teams are built differently. 
City yes, can afford to lose their top defender. Yeah, do you know why? Liverpool cannot. Yeah, because City are cheaters, and Liverpool is following <laughs> a budget. Oh, I mean, let's be clear. Now it comes Which out. Which club is under investigation? Now it comes out. Which club is inflating their value through goodwill on the accounting spreadsheet? It's Manchester City. I don't even know what that means. How do you inflate something with goodwill? Oh, uh, you got to take an accounting let's, let's class, not man. Get into take an it. accounting class. Fair enough. <laughs> Moving right along. Sideball. I'm going to play a little bit of a stutter dud game with the, with the two of you. I'm, I've got four guys. Now, here's, when are we going to talk about the North London Derby? We're getting there. We'll Dave. get there. God Dave. bless. You, you need patience, hey, man. Hey, patience. You, know who can, you know who can nick a goal against the vaunted city defense? Pookie? Timu Pookie. <laughs> yes, he can. Yes, he can. Hey, all of a sudden, I'm rooting for 5 1. <laughs> It would be 5-1 because for Liverpool, it was 4-1. Uh, yeah. So oh, for City, easily, it has to be 5-1. Easily, they got to they gotta get one And it's more. at Norwich, so it, it oh, ups boy. the stakes there. Yeah, City no, always no. has to do a little bit more. Pray for Norwich. <laughs> Seriously, pray for Cruel. Uh, now, I've got four guys. I'm going to play Stutter Dud with, with the two of you. Yes. Now, this one's going to be a little bit different because I'm going to go ahead and say from the beginning, I think all four of these guys are studs. Okay. I want to know if you agree with me. All right, you ready? I'm going to yeah. start with an easy one. All right, fine. I think half of them are studs and half of them are more duds. <laughs> there we go. I, that think, was happening. <laughs> I think if they could be both, it would be both is what Brian is thinking. We'll try to split the difference on this. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, we'll start in the midfield. Daniel James of Manchester United. Is this just a hot start with a new guy to the league or is he a stud moving forward? Stud. I'm on board with a stud. I I am not ready to necessarily own him fantasy wise. Why I, are you ready? But I keep I keep wondering why not. Like, yeah, wh- I am wh- fully ready. What else is this? This is the same along the same lines of Tammy Abraham. I've seen what he's done. I've watched the games, and he's a stud to me. By the way, United's schedule is not terrible. No, it's still pretty good. Um, and, and by the way, let's mention this: he scored three in the first four games. Yeah. Yes, and his shot—the goal that he scored here was a—that was a, I'm I'm here to stay in this league mm-hmm. kind of goal. Even but though, a lot of players can score. Even the, the the defenders like back off, back off. I know. I don't know what Cedric was doing. <laughs> I mean, it was Cedric's first minutes of the season, so I—that's I, a little bit of that. He thought he was scrimmaging. You know who else scored an amazing goal in the Premier League? Jean Michael Sarri. Where's he? <laughs> Well said. Yeah. Listen, Daniel James wrong is application. not John Michael No, Sarri. I'm just saying, like, tons of the offense went through James. I'd say the, the majority of it went through James. Honestly, there. it's at the point where I'm wondering, if I'm there a was rash. Only, if there was only a way to find out how many shots he actually had. Well, he had I'm a Rashford had, owner, and I'm wondering if I own the wrong Red Devil. No, I listen, James had five shots. And he put four of them on target, Dave. You That's saw filthy good. Six crosses and two key passes. I can tell you that he He's also had that. This is also uh, Manchester United that did not have Anthony Martial out there in the match. So I feel like that may uh, may have a little bit of an effect of what he was uh, what he was being asked to do. He started the last three games. Yeah, I, and, look, and he, in those three. He he had a one against Wolves, and, that- and I listen. I asked. I was half joking with Drew uh, League Drew, who's a huge Manchester United fan, saying, 
from the beginning of the year, like, what about Daniel James? Like, man, he's going to just take the league by storm, right? And he was like, well, he's really fast. And that was the best that he would give Daniel James. And so from, you know, from goal one, it was kind of like, oh, man, like this, okay, that's great, but can he keep doing this? And he is, he has. He's been very good so far. I'm not ready to call him a stud, though. I remember. I am really. If I was oh, wild no. carding, why would I call him a stud? If I was wild carding, Daniel James would You're be right. my lineup. Three, three goals in the first four games sucks. No. Well, <laughs> and it's it's and like you said, there's no end in sight. If, I mean, how long's Marshall out? Till next week. He's coming, He's coming right back. Okay, but, yeah, that, but, they're, but but they're not playing the no, same that, position. No, that's no, exactly, no, no, no. That's exactly it. I'm not. I'm not saying that they do. I'm just saying that like you're playing against a not great opponent here. Uh, he had a ton of chances. He, de- I mean, he definitely had the best chances of anyone. I mean, Rashford was still really good in this match. I mean, d- despite the one-one yeah. result and no returns for him in two straight weeks. I know. I, I, I'm not sending him out immediately by any means. But Daniel James definitely catches the eye, of course. I, no, and, and for so look, long this summer, because it was such a slow summer, especially in the first couple of months, for a long time, Daniel James was the only quote significant unquote signing of the summer and i kind of scoffed at it everyone was all like hot and bothered about swansea's daniel james is going to manchester united and i was like okay first i know i don't watch much of the championship but who the hell cares daniel james that's the biggest news we have that's Ole gunner solshire's big revolution underway is daniel james four matches in yeah a little bit well, hey that was- that's fair because there's a <laughs> Crap ton of people who were thinking the same. Well, thing that, listen, that. they were talking. This was a this was a post match discussion, or at least for NBC Sports, talking about that what what makes a player who didn't do all that much in terms of goal scoring in the championship, even with Swansea. What do you have six goals or something like that? I don't know. They talked about this. Like, why is it that now he comes to a club like Manchester United and it looks like he just kind of fits and he just belongs right away? Soccer and, is unlike any other sport in that you get the right player with the right system. Right. And they you, shine. You, he has quality. He has. A, he still has quality around him, and and yet even with all the quality, I mean, they still leave with a one-one draw against a club that's supposedly that's true, miles too. below them. So, no, that's exactly why. I mean, yeah, look look who are the two most two of the most popular transfers in the past few weeks have been him and Mason Mount. Yeah, but his price hasn't gone up yet. James, it yeah, says six one. Did he just go up to 6-1? He should be at 6-1. So through four game weeks, it was still at 6-0. So for game week yeah. five, it's already up to 6-1. Mm-hmm. People are, people are. I mean, that that's an enabling price. That's a really, that's a, Even a lot of it. Even at 6-1, I'm going to go there. Right. Why not? No, and it's the same with Mason Mount before. Anything below 6-5 for guys who are this kind of involved offensively, yeah, I don't, I don't mind buying it. I just, I would rather have, if it was me, I would rather find the money for Martial. I would rather mm-hmm. put my money at, Marcus Rashford. If I had to pick one of the one of the Manchester United guys, well, player number two in our stutter dud game is priced similarly to Martial, just a couple of tenths lower. Christian Pulisic. He's had a pair of fives in the yeah. last two matches. Back what do back, you guys think? Back to back assists. I like Christian Pulisic, but again, I I feel like it's too soon. Now he will face some competition with Callum Hudson Odoi coming back soon. Yes, that's very true. So there's a little fear there, but Christian Pulisic, he's proven in the German League. German League, Dave, is not the same as the Spanish League. <laughs> a little bit better. I rank the German League higher than yeah. the Spanish League. Yeah, for you sure. should. You should. 
Um, listen, I think uh, he, him being American, I don't know how I can voice an opinion without some uh, you know, favorability here, but I think he is a real-life stud, uh, a fantasy dud currently. Player number three, Andre Yarmolenko. Now, I know you've only gotten one week's worth of returns from him so far. I was going to say, that's a bold one to throw into this. But here's the thing. Andre Yarmolenko he, was, he quickly became must-own last season before his devastating injury. He scores a goal here. I am going to be quicker to bring him in than most players after one week's worth of returns because of the way he started last year before his injury. So, if I'm wildcarding at 5'9", I'm probably bringing him in. What do you guys say? That's interesting. I think that's a bold move. I think, I, but I bold? I don't think so. He started so well last year, and keep in mind, he smacked one off the post in this match yeah. too, or else he would have had even more points than his eight. Well, it was in that same buildup, though. I mean, he ended up. It was that. It was the he, he off the post, and then eventually Cantwell misplayed it, and it was still in that same sequence where he scored. All right, fine. But what I'm no, I listen. He would I have like, had more than eight points still. I like Yarmolenko. I think last season there was uh, when Marko Arnautovic was hurt. I'm saying this as a my memory as a Hammer fan. <laughs> uh, no, he looked really good. I agree. Uh, last season when they drew at home to Chelsea, that was a match where I think everyone expected Chelsea to come in and walk on them. It ends in a nil-nil draw, and Yarmolenko was the one who. It was a header that was barely wide. Like it should have been. That was a Yarmolenko game, where he should have been the one to win the match one zero. So there is nobody. I mean, you, did you see what he did after them? I mean, that was like, that's like the kind of relief that you feel like. I think is like tangible almost, where you see the relief. And you can almost feel the like, yes, I'm over it. I'm finally back. It's it was John Wicking. He, he he ran, I mean, he ran straight to the sideline and high-fived the training staff. The training staff that helped him get back yes. onto the pitch. And that it was, was like, an awesome oh, thing. That, is a, that was such an amazing moment. Yes. I was so happy for him to do that. And I, I love the price. I want Lanzini because I believe in him more than anyone this season. I currently own Lanzini. It would, but, people but are going to be tempted by Allaire, too. Brian, and, is he a stutter dud? Get to it. Damn it. <laughs> He is... Dave's tired. His debts. <laughs> I knew it! I love it. You know what that uh, means? That means dud, I succeeded. He's a dud for me. It's I so succeeded. hard. A dud? Really, he's a dud. Oh, it's so... That's okay. a tough... That is such he's a tough call. He's got one game in four? Come on. Show, you guys show me something more before I give you a stud rating. All right. I will gladly... I just dudded Pulisic, and I love that guy. I will gladly collect those points while you continue to dud him. Fair dude. enough. I don't think it's a bad call, especially with this with this schedule. Listen, listen, I, listen. What I was about to say, you think this is crazy? I was about to say, you know who was, you know who would have gotten the assist on Yarmolenko's blast off the post? Mark Noble set that goal up. <laughs> Mark your, Noble was oh, like give this. Me some Noble Mark action. Noble was this close to getting the assist on that Yarmolenko goal. Of if it's not for was. one weird deflection yeah. on there, it's it's a Mark Noble assist. Come on, you gotta you gotta you gotta. Give me some credit. Yarmolenko's forward thinking here. I move along. I don't right. listen. I don't hate it. 
All right, here we I go. I commend your Freaking boldness. Weirdos. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. At least weirdos. you know you and I should just host our own podcast sometime. <laughs> Jordan Ayu is my fourth and final addition uh, ed- to this game. Brian, or uh, excuse me, Dave. I know you like Jordan Ayu. He's had two nines in a row. He's in the points per pound squad now so, for the first time this season. I don't want to be foolish, uh, but Brian knows that I'm foolish a lot. I I currently have him in my wild cards. He is the forward of choice squad. for a decent Crystal Palace squad. So in in my wild fourth card place, fourth place Crystal Palace. Scott, yeah. I'll say this. In my wild card current squad, Jordan IU is in because I five I, pounds. He's five point yeah, I got him at five. And now he's up to a five one. Hey. So I got him before that price rise happens. So I think this is the first time in his career. I want to credit, I think, Andrew Ref via Slack, who said that this is the first time in his career. Or maybe it was my brother, Matt. I don't remember. Forgive me for one of you. Will, I'm wrong for one of you. Hmm. Said that it's the first time in his career that he scored in back-to-back games or something like that. Um, don't fact-check me. Just, just Let's just roll with this. Okay. So – it's like, in other words, it's one of those things like, okay, so he's done, he scored back to back games, but is that going to continue? I don't know. I just know for 5 0 for me, he fit into my wild card squad, and that let me play a third decent play across the front three if I needed to go there. So he fit for me, and I just kind of lucked into that a little bit. But yeah, like, why not? So he's the forward of choice for Palace. He is a forward of choice. He's showing some production. Azaha always draws extra attention. Um, I think Jordan Jordan Ayu has showed me in the past that he can score goals. So so why not Jordan Ayu? Yeah, agreed. I Absolutely. think it's stud. Brian, I short answer. <laughs> he's playing more than Mason Greenwood, who is the enabler of that's choice correct. to start the season. That's correct, so he's and that's play- why for, I went there for point six more. I would way rather have Ayu. I think he's for that reason. He's a FPL. He's a fantasy stud. But I think he's he's never played more than twenty eight hundred minutes, and he's never scored more than seven goals in a Premier League season. This year so will change that. He is. <coughs> that's not even that bold of a prediction. I think so. Oh it, yeah, it, it worries me. Look, anytime we go up against the back of a player's football card, I know there aren't such things, but in in America we have baseball and we have baseball cards, and on the back is their stats for all their career, and it concerns me. That stat you just said that he's never scored more than seven goals in his career. He against United, for example, he scores a goal, and that was his only. Sh- it was his only touch in the penalty area. It was his only shot of the game. Right. So he can. I mean, he can do that. He had more. He was more. He was more active against Aston Villa and get eight total touches in the penalty area against Aston Villa. But that's a. It's a lower opponent. I mean, you expect that he can nick a goal against Aston Villa. It's a miracle that he got one against Manchester United. I agree. All things considered. I agree. But no, I listen. So is would, I rather, would I rather would I rather have him than Mason Greenwood? Yes. That's so fine. He's a, that's so he's not a, the game. So he's a stud. Okay, fair enough. There we go. Good. All right. Dave, we're okay. almost Wait. we just said that Jordan Ayu is a stud. Just make that clear. I a, think a guy who's who it, has it, almost it, never done this. Period. Well, it, uh, at all, bold, any, anywhere. Listen, okay, it is. Saying. We are one and a half bourbons in all around. So, I'm just saying, <laughs> that's part of this. Keep that in mind, listener. <laughs> all right, we are almost ready, Dave, to discuss the North London Derby, but not yet. 
That's it? There's no other, no other guys? No, I said four, and I gave you four. We would not be us if we did not discuss, and I decided to put it all in one kind of batch, one, one item here, Dave. Oh, great. Yuri Tielemon's tackle on Callum Wilson that was mm-hmm. reviewed and, and decided it wasn't a red card offense. The Sebastian Hilaire tackle on Christoph Zimmerman, yep. which honestly contributed to one of the West Ham goals in this match. Mm-hmm. And uh, Daniel Farka said as much post-match. Who? Mm-hmm. You heard me. And then the Jack Grealish simulation call. You're forgetting one. At the end of Aston Villa's match. Go ahead, add to it. You're forgetting the the Newcastle goal scored against Watford that was allowed that uh, should not have stood. Because it brushed. Because there was a handball in the buildup, and the goal was... Uh, not an intentional handball. No. Unintentional, but yet it... Contributed to it the was a handball in the buildup. VAR didn't catch it, and it stood. So Watford gets just one point. Newcastle draws uh, to save their season. Already relegated Newcastle gets a point. Yep. False hope. With all right. All right. So Dave, how do you feel about the fact that the Tielemans tackle happened, the Allaire tackle happened, the Grealish simulation happened? VAR didn't intervene in any of those three plays. In quoting the great Kyle Martino, what do we have this for if you can't see that? What I've noticed is the VAR refs are chicken. (laughs) They won't overturn. If they see something that the ref didn't call on the field, Uh they won't overturn it and or even make the call to go to it. They... They are scared to death to overturn for the most part and or something if the ref didn't see it, we saw it to even bring that up. And are they scared or are they deferring to the referee on the pitch? That's the key, Either right? Either way, it's the wrong decision. Well. I don't know the answer to that. Keep, keep Either some, way, it's the sure. wrong. Like, La- two weeks ago, we said how that. How was Telemans in that game? Sure, sure. I'll tell you how. Can I give you my manager quote of the week? Sure. My manager quote of the week is from former, uh, well, the greatest Liverpool manager, ex-manager. Scott, since you benefited from this, I'm sure you'll agree. (laughs) If you've ever coached the game, or managed the game, or played the game at any sort of level, notice this is a little condescending. (laughs) You know he's just trying to get his body between Callum Wilson and the ball. It's just unfortunate. If you review it and slow it right down, it looks like a really bad tackle, but it's just one of those things that accidentally happened in the game. Ah. Uh, See? Just an accident. Could have happened to any of us, really. Just one uh, of those Brendan things. Brendan Rodgers needs to shut up. He just, just needs to shut up. Just one of those things, Scott. That's stupid. No, I, I disagree. I disagree with Rodgers, okay? But listen, VAR, we said two weeks ago, VAR is, gonna, is proving to be quick to overturn measurable plays, but slow to do anything about interpretive plays, right? That's what we said two weeks ago. That sounds right. That has only proven to be true, especially in light of these three particular decisions that we've just brought up. Now, is that a bad thing? I propose to you that the answer is no. Of course you would. Can I tell you why? I do understand this, and maybe this goes along to what you're saying. I feel like you're really close to opening up a trail or an avenue that you don't want to, a street you don't want to drive down. Okay, listen, let's put this in context. You're exactly right. Let's put this in context. 
people were slow to want VAR, right? We criticized the Premier League for not introducing it last season. They took an extra season, and I think that it it was it was good. In in hindsight, they did a good job getting it ready for this season. It's the best form of VAR we have across all of football. Okay, that that's my prediction. That that's my you know that that's my belief, my opinion. But I think that that easily can be proven in the way that they've packaged it for this season. All of a sudden, though, we want it for everything, everything. Now we are Americans. We love the NFL, right? Instant replay has been a part of the NFL, and the challenge system has been a part of the NFL now for a few seasons. But even up until this season that's about to start, as we sit here, we're days away from the first NFL game, the NFL has not had a challenge system or instant replay in effect for interpretive calls. Governor of the state of Louisiana has been pursuing this lawsuit, or maybe it's the mayor of New Orleans, some, someone, some political figure in New Orleans has been suing the NFL because the Saints lost a game where a pass interference call wasn't called against the Rams. Yeah, that was terrible. Pass interference. Everyone saw it was pass interference, but the NFL has nothing in place, or at least it didn't until this season, for interpretive calls like that. They've had, they've had replay, they've had challenges for years, but interpretive plays like pass interference have never been reviewable. This is not an American football podcast. It's not. But my point is, we are four weeks into a VAR system that nobody wanted except for us and a few others but it's all about us right four weeks in and we've got it for the things that we can measure and all of a sudden now we want to go all the way with every possible call I don't want it for every possible call yes you do no you want it for these three these are three interpretive plays I want it for the call when a guy almost has his ankle ramsied Sure, totally agree. Guy almost got shot crossed. You want the pass interference call to be reviewable. You want this play to be overturned. I agree with you, but I'm saying this. Let's slow our roll for a second. If it's clear and obvious, and how many times have we heard that said? Interpretation is never clear and obvious. Uh, there's nothing Interpretation. Not, there's, how do you uninterpret that incorrectly? I get it. I agree with you. I would have overturned that if I was the VAR. And I, I mean, what do I know about being a VAR? But I saw the play the same as you. How I is anyone? I want to know the explanation of I the totally assistant who's agree. looking at that and thinking, oh, he just, this, that was completely innocent. Dave, I agree with you. He, that I was just a, honestly, unless it's Brendan Rodgers and, <laughs> and the guy gives me that exact, Sure, I get it. I totally get it. But my point is, all three plays, as the VAR, I would have called them differently. But the point that I'm trying to make is that we are four weeks into a system nobody wanted in the first place. Now, all of a sudden, we want it for everything. I do, too. I want pass interference to be reviewable. All right? I want that, too. But I'm happy we have what we have. And if what we're going to get this season is measurable, overturned, you know, it's going to be reviewed, whatever needs to happen is going to happen, even if it comes down to the micropixel. Interpretive plays, no. If I don't get interpretive plays till next season, I'm still happy that what I've got is better than what I had, and I'll keep improving it for the future. It's taken the NFL, how many years have we had replay and challenges? Six? Seven? They still don't have it right. Well, and they're just now getting it to where pass interference is reviewable. Yeah. 
If I'm four weeks in and I'm already demanding that, how far has VAR come in four weeks that that's what we want? I think that's amazing. I'm excited that you're upset, that Kyle Martino's upset, that all these other fans are upset about the system that's in place because that means we're only going to get more VAR. And that's great. And you know what's going to happen? We're going to name the VAR for a match before we name the referee on the pitch because that's where we're headed based on what we're demanding. That's not a bad thing. Yes, I would have overturned all three of these plays. But you know what? It didn't happen. We know why. And the fact that we're already demanding it is great for the future of the league. The bad one with the Grealish tackle is that it, it wasn't even taken to VAR because of the whistle. Well, it, yeah, it reminds well, me. It reminds, that's the same as every other. Well, that's it, another it, NFL analogy. Right. It reminds me of the NFL a lot. In Once the, the whistle well, blows. Yeah, the whistle blew. So even though he actually fumbled and we can see it on the replay, the whistle blew and they called him down. So it's now a non-reviewable play. And Brian, right. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Brian, it took a special Don't call me by my season. first name. <laughs> Mr. Shesko, it took us. It took a special like off-season emphasis for the NFL to tell referees don't blow the whistle early, right? Yeah, because we want to be able to review what needs to be reviewed. And if that's what comes out of this first seat, like we're in, four, we're four weeks in, yeah. four matches into VAR. If what's going to come out of this is don't blow the whistle, so we can review that again, it took the NFL years to get to that point. We're four weeks in. That is exactly right on the Grealish call. It couldn't have been overturned because Kevin Friend blew the whistle. Right. And you know what? Credit to Kevin Friend on one thing. He went all in on his decision. Showed the yellow card to Jack Grealish. He did everything he had to do when he went all in on that simulation call. VAR didn't intervene. But if we want VAR to intervene on a play like that, great. But you know what? We are like the fact that we're already ready to go there makes me so happy. Look, I'll say I, this. It, it, Grealish has got to go down the, when KO touches him. He can't go down three steps later, two yeah, steps But he later. did get hit later. That's the part that's really frustrating. Uh, I mean, KO clips that's him on I mean. the foot. Cahill, He's got to no, go down Zaha then. got him on the foot, and then Cahill got him on the leg as he was coming through. And it I looked mean, like Grealish was it's slowly just right. falling. And, that's, and that was, that's and that was the criticism. That, yeah. I, I forget who said it, that it was he was a, he was a victim of his own theatrics, I think yes. is the way yes, it was. Yes, he was. Because so, he was slowly going down. I saw what Kevin Friend saw, even though I think he was wrong. But that's where VAR comes in, right? right. And if VAR is able, and, and we want this, if we want VR to have the power to overturn that, then it gets overturned. Yeah, but, but right now it doesn't have it. And but the the other issue is, I think to I think two weeks ago, David Silva gets stepped on the foot in the box, a penalty that we all see. Every single person in the world can see a foot step on a foot, and somehow the VAR review ends in no penalty. This week there is a there is a handball in the buildup the exact same as has been overturned already. Yeah, that, I don't know about that. One. And and the best that Watford gets out of this is sorry, too late now. But there was human error here. That doesn't like I don't know what you do with that. I, like to me, that's like. Who was the VAR for that match? Do you have any idea? Great question. I don't know. If only but there was VAR. A... They admitted. At, they admitted after the match the goal should not have stood. Wow. They are saying. Hey, least... They are saying in an official. And and I know Credit everyone. To them. Everyone says that. that. Credit to the official who says, "Hey, I made a mistake." Everyone is going to respect that way more than sorry. There's nothing we can do about it now. But they're kind of saying both. I just think every week so far, there's been one or two like complete head scratching decisions where it did go to review, 
that I think you just and it's and, and and I agree with you, Scott. What I don't want and what I definitely would not want is let's put it to world vote, uh, vote for the <laughs> right. really poll right now. Was this a dive or was this a penalty? You know what I mean? Like then it's just a then it's just a war of clicks or something. You know, either way, what I'm saying is like it's it's result it's it's moments like that where it's like they didn't even see it and other goals we have seen goals be overturned how about the game winning goal for gabriel jesus against tottenham do you think that manchester city would rather have 3 goals against tottenham or 2 i guarantee you they'd rather have 3 or 10 right or any number more than 2 <laughs> but what i'm saying is like that was a properly overturned call and it and it has ha- it happened to wolves wolves thought they had probably a game winner or at least an extra goal in there, you know, at some point this season. And it was rightly overturned, a handball in the buildup. And it happened, and it was admitted that it happened and admitted that it was missed. And it's just like, well, now what? That that We can't really spend that on our, you know, Premier League uh, table points this season. You know what I mean? <laughs> Craig so, Pawson. Craig Pawson missed it. Yeah. He, he, and it was you watch any amount of Premier League matches, you know who Craig Pawson is. Even um, I would I would think even watching the NBC Sports, like for us for NBC Sports, watching the extended highlights, they showed the goal, they showed all of the the they showed the build up, they showed everything that happened in that, and there was never a moment where it was like, oh yeah, by the way, should we have looked closer at this? Maybe there was something there, <laughs> and it never even it wasn't even in, it wasn't even part of the highlight package. So anyway. All right, Dave, take it away. There's a North London derby. It ended Arsenal 2, Tottenham 2. What do you have to say in your Arsenal moment? Why is it taking so long to get to this game? Because I wanted to make you wait. Unbelievable. This was the match. This is is the match you wanted to discuss the most. It's the biggest match of the weekend, and we're discussing it two hours in? You know what? When two top six clubs play, usually we discuss it first, but Arsenal-Tottenham, I just felt like it needed to wait till the end. We're teasing this out a little bit, man. Unbelievable. For you as much as anybody else. Look, it's it's worth it because it was awesome. It was. was The build-up to this was it should be the best game of the weekend. You know what? It was. Mm. The atmosphere in the Emirates was something like I haven't seen maybe ever. It was the energy around that place, especially after their second goal was out of control bananas. And Scott, I, I said it to Brian. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is perfect because Scott's rolling over right now because, he, you know, and, and rightly so. Not you, but others have mocked that Emirates is a coffin. Like, like there's no home field advantage there. It's quiet. It's true. It's fair. It was not this past weekend, and that was fun for a fan to to, to enjoy yeah. and see. Right? You want to see your fans go crazy? So it seemed fun. I see the see the lineup come out, and I see that Vertonghen's starting. So I, I see Spurs lineup first out, and I'm like, <laughs> oh okay, all right. And then I see Sun starting. I'm like, okay, great. Erickson um, starting. Erickson uh, right starting, away, and I'm know. like, oh man. So this, yeah, I'm not kidding. Awesome. Spurs lineup for whatever reason came out. I don't know, three or four minutes before Arsenal's did. So I'm like, holy frick, Spurs are going, they're going after this game. So that's these Arsenal's lineup come out. I'm like, I finally see Pepe, Lacazette, and Aubameyang start. I'm like, it's about frickin' time, right? Yeah. 
And then I see Guendozi, Jacques, and Torreira in the middle. I'm like, well, at least Torreira's starting, but Jacques is killing me. Where's Sabalas? Um, and then the defense, I know there's not much we can do about that. So, man, so I'm all, <laughs> I'm all fired up about, about the game. And uh, race home, and it's a, it was a great game. I, I hate seeing um, the draw. I would love to see a win. I feel like Arsenal deserved more out of the game than, than Spurs did. But, I mean, they're playing at home. I, it's probably fair. But um, I thought Spurs had their chances in the first half, and Arsenal completely dominated the second half. And if it wasn't for a Xhaka complete moment of idiocy to give them a penalty, along with Socrates's fouling up three different times in one play, NBC did an amazing job at pointing this out. It's so embarrassing if I'm, if I'm Socrates. <laughs> but it just speaks to the frailty of Arsenal's defense, how he screwed this up three different times in one play to allow um, that first goal. So I feel like if, if – you know, I mean, Kane did bang one off the post – uh, Kane's all, always dangerous. He didn't have many shots in the game, and uh, so it was. But it was a fun, exciting game to watch. I even got to celebrate a goal that got called back, and that was my that was my <laughs> highlight of the match. Was <clears throat> Kolasinac? I I thought maybe I thought for sure that the goal scorer uh, who scored that goal, Socrates, Socrates, Socrates scored of all yeah. things. Um, it was a cross that came in from Kolasinac. I didn't never thought that it was actually Kolasinac was offsides, but turns out he was. And uh, yeah, I got it right, and, but it just was like I celebrated too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I looked like a fool. Brian, on the other hand, Brian, tell me what you thought of the game as we were watching it together, and you are rooting for the Spurs. Yeah, I was really rooting for the Spurs. I uh, I thought that the defensive issues of both clubs was put on full display fair it, it was I, I a, mean, it was tell me was it not and they mentioned so here's, this on, here's on, the, what, on the broadcast it was a it was a like 100 yard sprint 100 yard sprint 100 yard sprint oh my gosh yeah that's the thing so first of all you're gonna love this dave we talked about this exact thing most of the attack for both teams was on their left side yeah. so both teams attacked and when you said this they were going they switched at one point it was like why aren't they why aren't they exploiting more of the Danny Rose side which it seemed they more of their attack was on the the Devinson Sanchez side they yeah. 42% arsenal was on the left spurs did the same 45% on the left so they were going after Torreira, Maitland Niles Socrates that kind of back bit rightly yeah but i'm not sure what arsenal was doing why they after, going at uh, unless they were yeah with Aubameyang and the Guendouzi Kolasinac side, but guess where the equalizer came from? The left side, the Danny Rose side. Oh, guess guess who is recognizing just like other clubs are recognizing that it's that this isn't working. <laughs> Spurs fans, and we talked exactly <laughs> about this. Danny Rose is just like that. This is another football dot London. Just the, kind of the recap of like. This is a shell of Danny Rose. Yeah, he's lost. Two it. years ago, when it was Trippier and Danny Rose, two of the best, like two of the best back pairings of any club in the Premier League, it's, it's not like that anymore. Well, and, and, and so and so now fans are calling. This is this is this really is one. If Ben Davis is fit next week, I don't doubt that Ben Davis is going to get a, a shot. And if Ben Davis does even remotely well, that's not a position he's going to lose. Wow. 
So you that's know, one. That, that's definitely one to keep an eye on. During the game, during the game, Aubameyang and Pepe in the first half switched sides, and I'm like, man. So I said, my, I pose this question to you: Did they do that to, for for the benefit of Aubameyang, or did they do that for the benefit of Pepe? Like I didn't know who that was done to to benefit, but and and we still never knew. They end up eventually switching back. I, I thought your first words were going to be bow to your dribbling king. He is the dribbling king. You rightly knighted him. Yeah. Nicholas Pepe. Nicholas, Nic- Nicola. Nicola Pepe. Nicola Pepe. Completed. Uh, well, first of all, we should you should have said that right away. Pepe looked great. He did look good. I cannot wait for Emery to bench him every other match. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is a valid Five point. completed dribbles in this match. Guess who else completed five dribbles in this match? Lacazette. No, probably like Xhaka or something stupid. Guendozi. It's got to be Guendozi. My notes say H. Kane. <laughs> it was H. Kane. Really? Completed five dribbles as well here. Wow. Uh, no, I, look, Pepe on the ball is... Filthy, right? Yes. He's tough. Uh, I don't want... you. Uh, you nobody wants to go near that guy. <laughs> Why would you ever want to put yourself in a position to get near him to be on, I've a, never to seen... be on someone's highlight reel? Yeah. It's not, right. not nice. It, it's true. I, he can make people look really silly. Like, he did this against Liverpool. And Liverpool smacked their face in. But one small thing is like he made Robertson look silly at one point. And I'm like, how many people can do that? Yeah, not many. Right? And and he dribbled past the vaunted Van Dijk. Guess what guess right. what number transfer in he is for midfielders probably, this week? Probably not many. I I'd be surprised, actually. I'll just tell you. He's thirtieth. No. He's so, the thirtieth most transferred in midfielder. Right. Yeah. I his price is still down, right? Nine four. It is nine four. Listen, I know he's expensive and I know there seems to be other priorities for that amount of money. Yeah. But I don't know, no, man. Not going there. No, no way. I don't know. He it gets a look. He had an assist. Me. Look, he got an assist he here. Did get, he did get something. He, he had something. seven shots. Guess how many other people put seven shots in a match this week? None. Nobody. Wow. <laughs> he only put one on target. But the chances that he had. I mean, you saw it. He's if it's not for Danny Rose, the one good thing Danny well, Rose did in the match was put throw his body in front of that. Pepe header. That's true. That if Pepe get if it Rose doesn't hit Danny Rose in the, the chest, yeah. that ball's no, probably face. going. Rose yeah, ate it. I the mean, face. it's probably going right past Lloris on, and the, on the far post. And let's not forget against Liverpool, he had a one on one with Adrian. And oh somehow my gosh. Fouled that yeah. up. So that I mean, it could be multiple weeks in a row he could have scoring returns. All right, we are heading into the home stretch of this podcast. As we start to wrap it up, I want to play a quick game with the two of you gentlemen. As we head into the first international break, it's time for a. Table check. We've already discussed how Liverpool and City are one and two. We discussed how Norwich and Crystal, Watford oh, are nineteen and twenty. We mentioned yeah. that Sheffield United's at tenth. Yeah. Dave, where's Arsenal on the table? Mm. Without looking. Fifth. This fifth feels is like correct. Fifth, fifth is correct. Brian, do you know Ooh. where Crystal Palace is? Yeah, I just told you fourth. Okay, we already mentioned that one too. Dave, where's Chelsea in the table? Eleventh. Uh, mm, That's exactly right. Oh, wow, good job. Yes, very good. That's excellent. Hey, Brian, Europa League playing Wolves. Where are they in the table? Oh, they're terrible. They're sixteenth. Seventeenth. Seventeenth. Very oh, close. Uh, Dave, where's Manchester United in the table? 
eighth. That's exactly right. Shut up! <laughs> Brian, Trash Birds, Brighton, Hove Albion, where are they in the table? Brighton is 13th. They are 16th. Oh, man, I gave them too much credit. Dave, Why? I hate them. Leicester City. We love Leicester City. They're high, Where are Dave. they in the table? They're high. You know they're high. They're sixth? They are third. Yeah. Third. third. They're high. Yes. I, missed, I finally missed one. And then Brian, Spurs, your beloved Spurs. They are 10th. They are ninth. ninth. You said Sheffield United was 10th. Yeah. We said that she- already. 10th place, Sheffield ninth. United. Ninth place, ninth place. I knew they were down there, though. Interesting table. Low. It's very early, way too early to draw any conclusions. But I thought it'd be fun to, to do a quick table check. All right, Brian, what are you doing with your lineup coming out of the international break and into game week five? Well, I hate making moves really early, but partially for um, catching the price rise, partially for the obviousness of it, I could not keep Kyle Walker in my lineup. So who came in? And I could not keep an injured Anthony Martial in my lineup. And so I made two my, moves. My first minus four of this season. Okay. I have not I have not You've taken already a wild carded. I have not taken yes, that's true. I have not taken a negative up to this point. And so I made Kyle Walker turn into uh Gilbert from Aston Villa, who we've talked about before. He's still four point four. I I'm fine with their schedule and I'm not really using him much anyway. To go from Martial to Kevin DeBrona. Good move there. That now, is a good move. But I will say, typically having to do a minus four right after playing your wild card probably means oh. your season's not off to a great start. Oh, no, I'm not doing great at all. <laughs> okay, all right. Who are you looking at captaining in game week five? Um, right now, as it stands, uh, Raheem Sterling is still my captain. Norwich um, City, right? Playing at Norwich. Yeah. I, I feel like there's no possible Do you risk own there. Salah? No, I don't. I own Sadio Mane. We it, should we should also mention that Sadio Mane had a temper tantrum and it was amazing. <laughs> yes, we we cannot mention. I this. loved it. Yeah, the, the Salah Mane stare down when it is way obvious that Salah chose. And this isn't the first time Brian pointed this out in other games. Oh, this is years. This they, is years old. They now. are not this. Pat. They are direct competing with individual goals. Yeah, and if Klopp doesn't figure out a way to get this under control. There's going to be issues. Do you He's, doubt that he will? He said they hugged it out afterwards. He, he said, said he downplayed it. Everything, is, I will everything doubt it. is fine. I will doubt it until one of them passes to the other to get an assist. Until I see that, I will doubt it. Yeah, I mean, Salah should have passed. There's no doubt about it. He should have passed yeah. the ball. Freaking Mane's wide open in front of goal. Right, man. right. Absolutely. Don't you think it was good that this happened in a match that they were clearly winning and yes. not oh, if, yeah. this was, if this was oh, tighter? Absolutely. Yeah, this this is soccer's equivalent to first world problems. Yes. yes. That's what this yes, is. Yes, that's a very good point. But, you know, it's still something, you know, I think the bigger news coming out of uh, anything that Klopp did post-match not about Sadio Mane. I think it was his face when he realized and was told by the Sky reporter yeah. that Trent Alexander-Arnold's goal was actually an own goal. His face was priceless. Yeah, Priceless. I, I laughed out loud, and that does not happen very often. It's soccer post-match press conferences. Dave, you've yeah. activated your wild card. We have no idea what you're going to do at this point. You've already done multiple things. Is there any chance we can get that on Instagram before the start of game week five? Yeah, yeah, we can. I can I can get that to you. I th- can't remember if I mentioned it you're earlier. On, you're on tap is saying you love Aguero, you love Abraham. So Aguero, Abraham, IU is my front line. 
Salah, Sterling, Sabalos, DeBrown, and Cantwell currently. Sure to change. Sure to change. Lundstrom, Loughton, Dina, Gilbert, and Rico is my back line with Pope. With Pope. I'm telling you, listen, I'm, I told you right now, Gilbert, I don't plan on playing, neither Rico, but Lundstrom, Loughton, Dina, Pope, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, you listen. Lundstrom has peaked. Y- you enjoy your place in front of the table in front of me because it won't be there for long. Ooh. I can promise you that. Dude, I, dude your, your number um, on the table no, is like double mine. Sabalos right now, I don't know. Also it, known as Sabios. It, can I help you out? Thank you're you. killing me, man. Sabios. Thank you. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, okay. True, right. true. You're right. I didn't want to correct you on Mike, Cedric but you keep Sabalos. saying his name. <laughs> Danny Sabios. Yes, Danny Sabios. I I think I need to go in a different direction there with uh, the wild card. So I I plan on that. I just, there's not many great options that are like in the 5.5, 5.6. I just see, I mean, I see this week. I mean, there's, there are some, we we can, I don't know. It's just tough because Arsenal's schedule is going to be getting better. He was very good in the Tottenham game when he came on. Like, Arsenal looked a different team when he came on. Uh, Yeah. You want to know, you want to know what they did after Ceballos came on? Tell me. They were out, Spurs were outshot 11 to 1 after Ceballos came on. That's amazing. No, I I was going to say, there's a lot of, I mean, you can look at, kind of past performances here. Salah's the only Liverpool player in, in the Salah era against Newcastle to score more than once in the past few years. He scored three total goals in the past few years against Newcastle, but kind of spread out. And Newcastle plays them a little tighter. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if that... I mean, so I know they're playing at home, and it is Newcastle, but at the I same time... I have Salah as my captain because yeah. I like a home captain. It's difficult, though, now because City's so ridiculous, and they're playing against the poorest Norwich Canaries. So I just don't know where to go because I, now I have three City players currently, yeah. So along with Salah. And I it, feel well, like there's that's good the captains with, everywhere at the moment. You can't even look. I mean, there's nothing to do except look at, like, right now Norwich is conceding a ton of shots, and defensively they are just a shambles. Yeah. And so home or away, it doesn't matter. They're playing Manchester City. So I don't know how anyone with a Manchester City asset doesn't put the captain on one of those guys. Yeah. Who who almost in a, in, a, in a way whoever you have, you know, whether that's Aguero, DeBrano, Sterling, David Silva, sure. doesn't matter. I agree. Uh, I've already referenced a lot of the guys in my lineup throughout this pod. My last two transfers, all of them free transfers. Uh, you know, Lanzini in, he gave me immediate returns when I brought him in. Less mm-hmm. so this past week, but it was there for him to score. Like The, he, the yeah. points were almost there. I did do the Zinchenko move for Shaw, as we were discussing on their pod last week, and that got me an immediate clean sheet. As I sit here, the guy that's most likely to come out is probably Emerson. Like I, I think I've waited long yeah. enough. The potential is there, but it's just not happening in the matchups at Wolves. So there's plenty of options there for me to to go to. But if I if I get a little itchy, I might I might go. I've got money in my bank. I might go from Rashford to Firmino, something like that. Um, but I, you know, Emerson's the most likely weak link that that I go to. And you know, the wild card's a possibility. I've got a lot of time to make that decision. Sterling, he's been my captain all year. Probably stick with him. In our mini league, Dominion Two Thousand stays on top. Scott, First place. Scott, he has he had a lineup of Matt Ryan, Zinchenko, Van Dyke, 
Alexander Arnoldinha, Mason Mount, DeBrowna, Salah, Sterling, Pookie, and Ashley Barnes with a total this week of 60, followed by Game of Throw-Ins. Anthony New to the top. Yeah, and he uh, he unseated Pookie man Joe Morgan for second place with a total score of 86 points this week. He started Adrian Dina, Kiko Firmino. What are you doing? Uh, Virgil Femenia. Van Dyke, Seagerson, <laughs> Sala, DeBrowna, Captain DeBrowna on a 13-point week. Good job, you. Mason Mount, Countwell, Jordan Ayew. Look there. Scott got all nine of his points and 16 of Sergio Aguero's. I salute you, sir. And then Pookie Man, Joe Morgan, one of my favorite names, is uh, in third with Heaton, Wambasaka, Virgil Van Dyke, Dina, Zinchenko, McGinn. Love that guy, by the way. Sterling, he captained, didn't get anything from. Sala, DeBrowna, Pookie, and Callum Wilson. He got the Callum Wilson five. So that kind of rounds out your top Three Scott in the mini, in the mini league this week. It's just a shame that uh, Timu Puki has peaked. Timu Peaky, if oh, you will. Oh my gosh! Wow. Normally it, you're getting on me for puns. Look at you. Why did it take this long for you to say that? Yeah, no kidding. Guys, I could do this all night. Okay, great. I think we have almost done this all night. Brian's uh, joke about 225 minutes is not far off. But listen, you got two weeks to listen. Enjoy the international break the best you can. Or lament it if you want to. That's fine, too. The Premier League is the best league in the world. But we will be back once game week five happens. So this will have to hold you over until then. Remember, in the meantime, Fantasy Soccer FC is the name of our podcast. That's where you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Patreon. Yeah. Don't forget Patreon. Hey, for the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.